You're listening to the Jer Prendergast Podcast. Jer is an ultra-endurance athlete and professional coach whose accomplishments include winning Decca UK Ironman and completing multiple extreme endurance challenges. On the podcast, Jer chats to top endurance athletes as well as athletes in other sports about their sporting background and achievements, what drives them to succeed and what they've learned along the way. The podcast provides top tips on training, nutrition, recovery, and how to build an indestructible mindset. Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Jared Prendergast podcast, where we deep dive into the world of endurance sports and share valuable insights to help you excel in your own athletic pursuits. I'm your host, Jared Prendergast, and today's episode is going to be all about the most exciting event on the triathlon calendar in Ireland. That's right, it's Ironman Cork. It's race week, folks, and the anticipation is electrifying. Last year, I had the privilege of competing in this amazing event, and let me tell you, it was an experience like no other. The scenic beauty of Cork, combined with the incredibly supportive atmosphere from the people down there, and then the athlete support made it an absolute dream come true for every athlete on that course, and I was blessed to be one of them. Today I want to take you on a journey through my own race experience in Cork last year, sharing the highs, the lows and the lessons I learned along the way. From conquering the relentless swim in the Atlantic waters to powering through the challenging bike course including two reps of Windmill Hill and finally crossing that unforgettable finish line and we'll cover that all. But that's not all. As a seasoned Ironman athlete who has experienced the Ironman Cork race firsthand, I want to equip you with the essential knowledge and strategies to make the most of your race day. So I'll be sharing my five top tips to ensure you have a successful and enjoyable event. Whether you're a seasoned Ironman competitor aiming for a new personal best or a first-timer looking to conquer your biggest challenge yet, these tips are going to take your preparation to the next level and help you maximize performance on race day. So grab a pen and paper because you won't want to miss these game-changing insights. Get ready to unlock your full potential and make your mark on the Ironman Cork 2023 race. Stay tuned folks as we dive headfirst into this solo episode packed with inspiration, race day strategies and expert advice. It's time to get your race face on and let the countdown to Ironman Cork 2023 begin. Let's go. So we'll start with talking about Ironman Cork 2022, which I was lucky enough to be part of as well. I had just finished Decca UK a few days beforehand, so I wasn't in any great shape now to be going for a PB or anything like that. But I did know that I wanted to be part of the event, um, having missed 2019, and I was actually at home watching it on telly. Now, 2019, the swim was cancelled, so um, there's probably a little bit of an asterisk on that. Now, if you, if you're listening to this and you, you, you took part in 2019, you'd probably be saying, well, listen, that was probably the toughest event I've ever did. And on telly, it looked like it would have been the toughest event you've ever did. Um, it was a complete washout. Um, and, but it still looked amazing on telly, like, and I knew I wanted to be part of the next one. So I made sure I signed up for 2022, uh, even though I had signed up for the decade as well. Um, so as I said, I wasn't in any kind of race shape or personal best, uh, kind of shape or anything, 
but I just went for the atmosphere. Now, when I had to get up out of bed, I, I think it was half three or four in the morning, <laughs> probably earlier actually. Um, you know, I was kind of questioning why the hell I had signed up for that event. And Miriam actually said it to me the other day that I was in absolute, um, terrible humor. <laughs> it was a big old grumpy head on me that morning. But, um, definitely when I had crossed the line, it was a completely different story or even throughout the event. It was just incredible. Like, you know, um, so. Yeah, as I said, um, I wasn't in any great shape, but I just wanted to take part. And the swim went really well, actually. It was, it was, it was okay. I think I was, um, I was looking at my time there earlier and I was 1.11 for the swim. So it's a, uh, a swim in the Atlantic, obviously. And when you get in the water, you swim out to the right, say. And I think you're swimming for about one and a half K before you turn left and then a quicker left again. And then you swim all the way back down. And the first K and a half is against a bit of a tide. So obviously you're a little bit slower there, but you have like the rest of the swim then, um, coming with the tide. Like, so it's, uh, it's definitely in your favor, you know, and, um, one eleven isn't too bad with the uh, kind of shape I was in at that stage. So I was happy with that. Um, I don't really remember too much about transition. I think it's a bit away. Um, and I didn't check that this morning, but, um, yeah, like, I, I think there's a bit of a distance between, uh, getting out of the water and getting onto your bike. But anyway, anyway, that's fine. Um, the bike I had is 630, which isn't great at all. Like, you know, it's, it's okay. Um, but I could do, you know, a lot better anyway. But the hill, the hills out there are, are tough. It's a, it's a quite a hilly bike course. And especially then when you hit that windmill hill, you hit it twice. And I think it's four to 500 meters long and a percent of, I think 21% uh, gradient. So it's tough. It's very tough. I actually made the mistake of going down the night before to have a look at it. <laughs> and I was like, you know, looking up at this giant of a hill, like, and, uh, so if you're anyway nervous about it, I recommend that. <laughs> don't go and check it out. Um, but you, you'll actually absolutely smash it on the day. The, the, crowds there are absolutely incredible and they'll get you up at easy it's not that bad it's not that bad you know um it's actually really really good part of the course the best part of the course actually so really enjoyed that um i didn't really have any kind of a nutrition plan or anything i didn't have any kind of a a pacing plan so it just went i actually did it on my road bike as well which is which was perfect actually it was fine but this year i'm going to use my tt bike and see how i go with that one um so the bike was really good really enjoyable it was tough it was tough now and then you're on the run i really really enjoyed the run actually it was my favorite part of the day it was so cool the the atmosphere in around the town was just phenomenal it was just phenomenal there's one section as well i remember where you're running through um in a state and all the um all the people who live there out in their gardens cheering you on they actually had and it stage with bands playing throughout the day. So it was just quality. It was extremely hot that day as well. So they had hoses out and they had water guns out and they were helping us keep cool as well and offering ice as well. So it was brilliant. Really amazing um, part of the course as well. So well done to all those people. Um, I finished the run in 4.17, which, you know, wasn't great to be honest, but um, I was happy enough with it. Like, uh, as I said, I was just taking it in and, and obviously not in that kind of race shape but um 
I was really happy with it. I really enjoyed it. Got to see loads of people who I know in triathlon and, and the support was just incredible. People just cheering us on, shouting decager and all this kind of stuff. It was really, really cool. So if you're planning on heading down to support, um, fair play to you and yeah, you're going to really have a great day. I think the weather is looking good as well for this year. It was amazing last year and it looks like we're going to get blessed with it. A nice bit of sunshine again this weekend. So that that's, makes all the difference for us racing the, in the event. So that's another positive. So let's start with the tips. Um, I have five tips here for you. And hopefully they are of some benefit to you. So we'll start with tip number one. And it's ta- it's all about basically getting yourself ready and familiar with the course and the layout and the setup down there. Uh, registrations, shuttle buses, all that stuff. It's really important. Um, the athlete brief was out at the start of the week, so I've actually watched that twice now at this stage. Um, it's really good and it's just, there's just so much information. Um, so make a few notes, get yourself, um, in your own head what you want to do and, and, uh, go and get that done early. I'm traveling on Friday morning. I'm going to get down there early. I think the roads will still be open. That's when I'm going on the Friday and getting my registration and biking all sorted. And then I won't have that kind of, um, having to use the shuttle buses, I suppose, to bring my bike down on the Saturday because the roads will be closed for the 70.3. So I'm going to get that all done early. I have everything ready in terms of my bike or my gear. Um, so I suppose the first tip is just be prepared early um, because the stuff that you won't remember in the la- if you're if you're rushing you know in the last few minutes before the the registration and all this and you just always forget something I always forget stuff all the time so I'm just trying to take my own advice here and getting ready and basically from since Monday I've been getting ready it's now Thursday and um yeah that's the first tip really so be prepared get familiar with everything down there and it just makes it for an easier kind of experience when you get there. Tip number two is have your bike spotless. Clean the chain, clean the cassette, clean the whole drive chain. Have that sparkling. And give your bike a good wash and put on the proper lube. And that will really pay off then during the race. That will give you an extra few watts for sure. Like um, We're going to talk about upgrades to your bike as well in terms of saving watts. As the next tip, but I can't stress enough having a, a nice clean bike, a nice loop chain, really pay off during the race. Along with the bike, you should have the right runners. You should have them well used at the stage, well broken in. And uh, for me, I have a pair of the Nike Vaporflies. I've been using them in my interval sessions over the last couple of months, and they're they're savage. They're really good. Um, I don't even use them in the warm-ups or the cool-downs. I change my runners when I'm um, doing those. I also have a nice hub tri-suit. I have that tested and all. So I've been testing my gear all week. It's all brand new gear, but I've been giving a few uh, test runs as well, which is important. And it's all ready to go as well. So make sure you have all your gear in working order. Have it um, ready to go. Have it tested. Tip number three is all about aero upgrades. So what can you do to get a little bit more aero and try and save a few more watts? So for me, I have switched my tubes to latex tubes that are a lot lighter. 
and that might apparently they save you like five watts five watts per tire like and um, so that's nice i'll take those 10 watts and uh, next one then is a hydration kit as well so i have my bottles now placed in front of me and behind me so i have no bottles on the frames at all um as they obviously add to the the drag but the um front bottle is tucked in in between my arms in the aero position there and i just have a straw coming out of it so i don't have to move for that and i'm going to put my um nutrition into that bottle actually and i'll have my hydration in the bottle behind me there where i can just sit up and put my hand behind me and grab uh, my water bottle there with whatever drink i want and of course they're in out of the you know they're not causing as much drag as say the bottles would on the frame so a couple of watts saved there as well and next i'm i've upgraded to a disc wheel as well this year so i'll see how that goes and um, plenty of watts to be saved there as well um i've only used it out on the road so it's hard to say you know like you can't just say that i feel fast or whatever you know you traffic in the way and roundabouts and blah 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 all that kind of stuff so it's hard really to uh to know unless you're in the race like probably see better then Next then is an aero helmet. So I've actually got the Cask uh, Bambino Pro. So that's a new helmet as well. I'm going to, I've been, again, been trialing that as well. Very warm, actually. You know, there's no, no vents really in it. There's tiny slits in it that are meant to be for vents. But, you know, I am actually going without using the, the visor just to try and add a bit of, bit of air on my face. And I'll still wear me, um, me sunglasses there as well. But, it's warm, but we'll see what kind of watts they save. Apparently, they save a good few watts. Um, I've got a new aero suit as well, um, a nice hub tri suit. So I'm looking forward to using that in the race as well. Um, my next one then was uh, aero socks as well. I was thinking about shaving the legs, um, but the wife isn't too happy with that. <laughs> She's kind of giving out, uh, saying I look ridiculous, but. Um, there's what's to be saved there if you shave your legs. If not, you can get the calf sleeves, aero calf sleeves, and you can get aero socks as well, which go halfway up your shin. So they don't cover as much as the sleeves, but there's still what's to be saved there as well. Another interesting one I found on a, a video there a couple of weeks ago was the use of an empty bottle. Well, you can actually have uh, water and stuff in it as well, but obviously you're adding weight to yourself then as well. So it might kind of negate all the aero benefits i suppose but basically you get an empty bottle put it down the front of your tri suit and it creates like a you know almost like a triangle shape on the front of your chest and makes you more aerodynamic now this is tested wind tunnel tested and also um, apparently there's big watts to be saved there i think something like 26 watts which is huge and um, obviously that it's not going to be the same for everybody depends on height and everything and the angle you're at but you know, if there's a few free watts there to save from just sticking an empty bottle in the front of your tri suit, it might be worth trying. Uh, I might have a go on Sunday and report back how it went. The fourth tip then is on your nutrition. So what are you going to do for your nutrition? So they recommend you take from anywhere from 60 to 120 carbs per hour. Um, so you can break that down. Um, it's a bit vague. You can break that down more towards kind of your body weight. So it, they reckon a carb per kilo of your body weight. So let's say if you're 80 kilo, you want 80 carbs an hour. So how are we going to do that? It's very difficult on the bike now to be, you know, topping up bottles, um, with, with, 
you know, tailwind and water as you're trying to get through the, the cycle. So there's, well, what I'm going to try is, and have tested it actually out, out on the roads and it works really well, but what I'm going to try on Sunday is fill my bottle full of gels um, and I'm going to use the Morton gels because they're, that's what's on the, the course as well on the run. And I've been trialing these for the last few months, especially in my interval sessions, so they're, they're pretty good. Um, I'm not one for gels generally. Um, I wouldn't use them in uh, ultra endurance stuff, but I'm looking for a, a much better time here, so I'll be moving much faster. Therefore, I need more carbs versus fats when you're moving slower. So I'm 75 kilo. I'm going to be looking for 75 grams an hour. And what that translates to is each Morton gel is 25 grams. So it's perfect for me to take three gels an hour from a bottle and that's one every 20 minutes so every 20 minutes i'll have a bottle the bottle on the front i'll take a good mouthful of it what i think a gel approximately is and then i'll do that again every 20 minutes for the duration of the cycle so that's the nutrition covered on the front end of me me bike on the back then i'll have hydration so i'm going to start with some water um, and then see what's available on the course there's obviously water and leucozade and stuff on the course as well so i'll just take one of them every time i get to an aid station as well and i should be covered there as well now with that you'll need caffeine and salt i have salt tablets and you'll have to take one of them especially with that heat you'll have to take one of them every hour so i'll have them in the front uh, of my bike as well and then a caffeine tablet as well the caffeine tablets last about six hours actually so take one in the morning and then one you know six hours later and you'll probably still be, you'll definitely still be on the bike then so take one then and that should get you through the run as well if not you'll have uh, morton gels with caffeine in them as well so you can just use them as opposed to taking the caffeine tablet so that's the nutrition plan for me i'm going to test it out um in on sunday Um i have been testing it out and it seems to be all good so I suppose when I say test it out, I suppose I mean see how it goes on Sunday um, and implement what I've been practicing. So again, I'll come back to you in a post-race uh, podcast and let you know how that went. The final tip then is about pacing, having a pacing strategy. Now, this is something I didn't have last year, uh, obviously, or even a nutrition plan last year, but usually when I'm doing an Ironman, a single day Ironman, I'll just go for it kind of and basically see how it goes, you know. Um, and it generally goes fine, but you do be, you know, afraid, you know, crawling off the bike and it takes a while for the legs to get going on the run. So I'm going to implement a power strategy or, um, pacing strategy, should I say. And what I'm going to use in that is power. So I've upgraded my bike to have power pedals as well. And I've taken a percentage of my FTP and that's kind of what I want to use throughout the duration of the uh, cycle so for me that's going to be somewhere between you know 210 220 watts like between like it's very hard to even hold that like as well so you're talking somewhere around 200 to 220 let's say and be you know in in around that again it'll jump up and down depending on external factors like wind and hills but it's it's you can generally control it in around those kind of 20 watts and that's what i'm going to do when I come to a hill, obviously the, the watts shoot up so fast, like you hit any kind of a little hill and all of a sudden you're in 350 watts, 300, 350 watts. So it's just being really focused on that. When I get to a hill, bringing the 
the gears up to I bring my cadence up to where the gears are nice and easy and try and keep a cadence of about 90 RPM. That's generally where I am out on the road. So it just takes a lot of pressure off the legs. Like, you know, keeping your cadence up and nice, easy gear. You're still moving as fast, if not faster. Like, and you'll definitely have a lot of power in the legs then, or at least more power in the legs then when it comes to running the marathon. So that's what I'm going to try this year and see how it goes again and report back in a follow-up podcast. And that wraps up another episode of the Jay Prendergast podcast. Today I wanted to do a brief chat on Ironman Cork and my experiences of it and hopefully provided some useful insights for you guys as well. As a triathlete myself, I understand the challenges and triumphs that come with preparing for and conquering such an event. As we come to the end of this episode, I hope you found my tips and experiences helpful in navigating your Ironman Cork journey. Remember, it's not about crossing the finish line, it's about enjoying every moment along the way. I want to take this opportunity to share a few final tips to keep in mind as you prepare for Ironman Corp. These have been gathered from my own experiences and those of fellow competitors. Firstly, ensure you have a well-balanced training plan that includes a mix of swimming, cycling and running. Consistency is key, so build up your endurance gradually, giving your body time to adapt and recover. Secondly, don't underestimate the importance of mental preparation. Visualize yourself excelling during each part of the race from the swim start to the finish line. A strong mental game can make a significant difference when you face some adversity, and trust me, you will. Next, take the time to familiarise yourself with the race course. Ironman Cork showcases breathtaking scenery, and knowing what lies ahead will help you mentally prepare and get excited for the challenge. Adding to that then, remember to prioritise your nutrition and hydration. Fueling your body with the right nutrients during both training and the race itself will maximise your performance and help prevent any potential setbacks. Another crucial aspect to consider is the race day logistics. Familiarise yourself with the transition areas and make sure your gear and equipment are in proper working order. Being organised and prepared will ease any last minute stress. Lastly, but most importantly, enjoy the journey. Ironman Cork is not just a one-day event. It's a journey of self-discovery, relentless determination and camaraderie. Embrace the highs and lows, the moments of doubt and the moments of triumph. It's an experience unlike any other. Before I sign off, I want to express my gratitude to all the listeners who tune into the Jay Prendergast podcast. Your support means the world to me and keeps me motivated to deliver valuable content. If you have any questions or suggestions or feedback please don't hesitate to reach out to me just remember in life and in events like Ironman you're much stronger than you think believe in yourself trust in your training and enjoy the incredible journey that lies ahead may your Ironman Cork adventure be filled with personal growth unforgettable moments and an unmatched sense of achievement thank you again for joining me on this solo episode of the Jay Prendergast podcast stay tuned for more engaging discussions inspiring interviews and valuable insights on all things endurance sports. Until next time, keep pushing your limits and making every day count.